God, that's awful. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And welcome to our review for Deadpool 2. That's Mike right. Royer. That's right. We're here. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more in our, our weekly news episode that we'll re- we will be recording after this, but you've had a very busy weekend, so we're getting to this a little bit later in the evening, but we've all we've had a chance to ruminate on the film. Uh, I saw it on Thursday night, and did you got to see it on Thursday as well, right? Yeah, I've seen it twice, actually. Yeah, so, so you are... Uh, I'm you, fresh. You, <laughs> you are, are going to be the, the most uh, uh, factual source when it comes to this movie, because it's been a couple days for me. But uh, we usually like to talk about our theater-going experiences before we jump into these movies. And before we even started recording, you started to preface to me that you had quite a bit of a story. But before you uh, steamroll my little nitpick, I'll just have to say that uh, on the podcast before, I've complained about people eating a smelly pickled jalapenos <laughs> next to me in the movie theater. And um, the person that sat next to me on Thursday took it to the next level. And just if there's just some sort of cosmic reason that they're somehow listening to me right now, I just want to say it is not okay for you to ask for a water cup behind the concession stands and fill that entire cup with pickled jalapenos and sit next to me. That is you. That's are, what they did. That is just they ridiculous. They listened to the first show <laughs> and said, "Fuck this guy." Exactly. They are. They are getting pickled jalapeno scent all over their theater going experience. <laughs> I, you know, that probably enhances Deadpool, though, to be honest. <laughs> I think that fits it. And the thing is, is, it's really hard to stay mad because these people are fiends and they eat them very quickly, so after about 20 minutes, the smell is gone, but I just hate the initial... There's so much anxiety when you're in a movie theater and you're waiting for people to sit down next to you, kind of like when you're on a, like a flight, you know, and you're just going to be trapped with these people for a while, and it's just like, oh man, I just want the smallest, skinniest, slimmest non-odored person that sit next to me on this flight and for the movie theater i'm pretty much for looking exactly the same thing uh so uh, they sit down and then they have that pickled jalapeno smell and ugh, it just irks me but uh chris i'm ready for you to to just so, uh totally mop and glaze over my story that's, that's, that's fine so the first thing i text you going into this is i realized that the crowd of people at my deadpool 2 showing are the most unkempt, like, <laughs> not pretty people you'd ever see. They are the the people with the skullet haircuts and, and oh you know, man, um, yeah, it's it's horrible. Like t-shirts that don't fit. They've <laughs> spilled stuff all over them. There are some scents coming from people. I don't know where. I'm like, what have I got myself into? I should have gone to the six o'clock showing. Why did I wait till the seven? <laughs> um, and then we're in there, and um, I look over at the line, and there is a no more than five-year-old kid uh, in a completely Deadpool costume. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and what movie do you think he's going to go see? Uh, I think it's going to be Deadpool. I, before you uh, elaborate even more, because I'm very looking forward to hearing this, but we I had a similar kid uh, in the same row as me, about like five seats down. He was just a kid. I'm very bad at estimating ages, but this kid was definitely in elementary school, uh, to say the least. And it's just like... I mean, there's even bits in this movie where Deadpool <laughs> specifically like is kind of saying, you shouldn't be bringing your kids to this movie. But uh, maybe you 
you should should I don't know, but uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Go ahead, so, continue. And my wife's a teacher, so she notices this probably way before I did. <laughs> and by the time she realized that I seen this, she's like, I really don't think kids should be going. To this movie. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're probably right, but who are we to tell parents what to do? Right? That's so we get away. We get we sit down in the theater and I sit down and then it's the dad and the kid beside us, Mike. It's, oh no. Yeah, so a five year old kid doesn't know what's going on. He just knows the word Deadpool as far as I can tell <laughs> in the outfit. So we we watching the movie and in this movie, unlike the first one, there are some quiet parts in this one. Um mm-hmm. there there's some some more emotional scenes and the kid is not there for the emotional scenes. I will tell is, you that right he's not now. Ha- he's not having it. <laughs> he is like, where is Deadpool? And he is saying this very loudly in these quiet scenes. No. And then about 15 minutes into the movie, maybe 20, 25, the dad has fallen asleep beside me. <laughs> and he is like snoring. At like, it gets to the quiet parts. The kid's like, where's Deadpool? The dad is snoring. And then I'm like, what have I done? Oh, my God. What have I done in this show? Like, why are these the people I had to watch this with? Uh, so it is one of those things where you, you, you're you in an airport. You're like, I don't want to sit beside that person, Mike. And then that person is the one on your airplane oh, right man. beside you. So I feel I, for you. It, it's, it's no, no one grabbed me this time. The guy beside me didn't <laughs> grab my leg. But he, he, he did disturb me several times during the movie, so... Um, I just had to share that because I was like, uh, no one's going to believe me. Oh my like, gosh. The, it, the the awful humans that we have to deal with going <laughs> to the movie theater. Can't you just stay quiet, I, keep your phones in your pockets, we, don't we, be smelly and just look forward? We have the technology. TVs are big enough. I would pay a full movie price ticket to watch this in my own home one time without anybody around me. Like or, I would seriously pay that now after this this year of experiences <laughs> I've had. Yeah, it's it's getting too much. I mean, Movie Pass. If you really want to save the movie going experience, this is what you got to do. Open yeah. up your own theaters and just start whipping people when they do something wrong. <laughs> I agree with uh, one of my friends, a listener show, Andrew. Uh, he's like, everyone should have their own movie rating system, and that determines which seats in the theater you get to pick when you go buy your ticket. Oh, I like that. Like, oh, oh, you have too low of a rating. You brought your Chihuahua to the last movie theater, and people didn't like that, so you're gonna have to sit in the front row. <laughs> you're you are a high risk movie goer, so you do <laughs> oh not get to sit near anyone else who. Oh has my gosh. The premier seat. Like a credit check yeah. for going to the movies. Oh, we're on to something, Chris. Yeah, yeah. That's I I'd subscribe to this more than I'd subscribe to Movie Pass at this <laughs> point. So um but yeah, so we saw Deadpool too. I've seen it twice, Mike. I went again. I, I went uh Saturday morning. I've been in Detroit literally all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um so we went at ten thirty AM on a Saturday Ooh. and we got the recliner seats in the X D theaters for seven dollars and fifty cents a ticket. Yeah, it was there you a go. steal. There you and, go. And it wasn't full. There was no, We were able to pick our seats at like half hour to go, so there was no one beside us. So there was those empty seat buffers on this one. Uh, mm. So I, I, the second time was much, much better. So um, I, I was glad I got to go a second time to this one. So. Yeah. So we, we saw this movie. Uh, we want to go ahead and give our, our first spoiler-free reviews, impressions of this film, and then we'll go ahead and we'll let you all know before we jump into spoilers, which will probably be the, the majority of this episode. So... Uh, Chris, please let me know what you thought about Deadpool 2. Um, I'm okay with it, I think is the best way to put it. I don't mm-hmm. hate this movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. But after the phenomenon that is the first one, 
I kind of just wanted that again, I feel. Uh-huh. And this one tried to... It, it tried to do more, and I, I applaud it for this. Because it actually... The first Deadpool doesn't have much of a, a, a story other than he just wants to kill the guy who tortured him. Uh-huh. And in this one, it has more of an emotional arc and a reason for everything that happens in this movie. I don't think that fits Deadpool in the movie universe. But I do feel the jokes and references were way more on point this time around than the first time. <laughs> so... Um, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about it in spoilers. I don't want to ruin anything, but I, I think it's okay. I just don't feel it's better than the first one in my book. It's still it's still miles above any other X-Men movie we've seen in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. But it is not it is not the best of the two Deadpool movies in my book. Mike, we haven't talked about this at all. <laughs> I'm scared of what you're going to say late on me. Well, actually, I'm surprised hearing that we are kind of in agreement here. I've been hearing from a lot of people over uh, the weekend saying that they would just head over heels for this movie. And, yeah, it's, it's I, the, I've been thinking the whole weekend, I was like, this is going to be a really weird movie to talk about with Chris because it's a fine movie, perfectly acceptable. Uh, I, I've heard it described as it doesn't pass the bar. It hits the bar, which is just as an accomplishment. You know, you don't necessarily have to clear it. Deadpool 2 set the bar, and they I think they got pretty close to getting back up there. You know, uh, it's a sequel that does its best to kind of take stuff from the original and just uh, take it to the next level. Uh, they try to uh, develop the story, bring back favorite characters that you liked, add new characters, you know, see how they work out. You know, usually in a trilogy, kind of like the best stuff might uh, be left over. So uh, they're doing everything that you kind of normally see in a sequel. Um, I think this movie excels when you're laughing, which is kind of the essence of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to look at this movie as like a superhero movie, like a cinematic um, uh, universe type of deal. You know, I've never really uh, been too worried about how Deadpool might integrate into the MCU or how he's connected to the Fox universe because it's just a Deadpool movie. Like, you know, I'm there to laugh. I try my best not to take it too seriously. But that means at the end of the day, when the movie's over, you know, I, I, I don't have like a whole lot of questions left rattling my head. Like, I'm not really curious where the third movie is going to go what crazy turns that the stories might take because it just it's almost like it's a comedy movie it's kind of like the only thing i can think of right now that's a comedy trilogy is like the hangover movies like you don't go see the sequel to the hangover and just think like oh i can't wait to see what happens to these characters into the third movie you're just like oh when a third one comes out i'll go see it and i'll laugh because the people writing the movie can write good jokes so it's it's like this weird world that we're living in where this movie's hilarious, but also it, it's kind of bolted on to like the the superhero phenomenon where we're getting those big CG fight scenes. You know, we're getting these comic book characters that we love and adore. You know, we're getting kind of this um, sci-fi comic book legend, but it almost feels like. I can't invest myself too much in it because, like, I'm really just there to laugh. So uh, all of this stuff didn't really crop up in my head until I saw the second one because, you know, the second one kind of starts to turn it into a Deadpool universe, if you will. So I think I'm going to – I think it's still a lot of fun, but it – I think this almost goes into the whole kind of um, forecast or what I've been feeling for Deadpool. Like when, when the first Deadpool came out, it was huge. It made a ton of money. I think we're going to talk about in news how this did actually still make a lot of money, but I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about it. Well, like a, a couple weeks ago, we talked a little bit about um, like the promotions for this movie. It felt a little bit more muted, less excited. So I just feel like the first Deadpool was kind of catching lightning in a bottle. It was a new experience, and 
I just don't, I think it's impossible to capture that again. So I'm, I'm worried at the end of this review, it's going to sound like I didn't like the movie, which is not true. I liked the movie. You know, I'll talk about nitpicks and spoilers that I didn't like, but it, to me, it's almost not a superhero movie. This is just the 2008's best comedy movie of the summer. So I don't really know how much I can nerd out and geek out about all of that stuff in the long run, but yeah, that's that's kind of where mm-hmm. I land on it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't agree comparing it to the first one is fair. I, it's a whole different thing. It is literally a whole different thing. And I think I think at the end of the day, we just got to talk about the whole thing openly because it's hard to be vague about this movie <laughs> and not ruin anything. So, spoiler, before we go into spoilers, Mike, would you recommend someone see this? Oh, 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 yeah, for sure. You're okay, going to cool. laugh. Uh, don't take a little kid. Actually, I don't care if you take a little kid as long as your little kid is quiet and can peacefully watch a movie and just try to grapple with all of the gore that he's seeing on the screen. If he can somehow take that all in and not be scarred for life and stay quiet, you can go ahead and take him. But uh, Or her. Little girls can like blood and guts and gore too. So, yeah, yeah I would recommend this movie easily. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I would as well. I think I actually got more out of it the second time because – uh, much like the first one, you're laughing too much, or the audience is laughing, so you miss the next thing um, mm. in some of the jokes. Because when the, when the jokes are on, they're on. Like, no doubt there. So, um, the second time, I was able to take a lot more in and get a lot more out of it. Because the audience was a little more subdued at 10.30 in the morning. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'd recommend it. i recommend it uh, as well. So, there we go. Spoilers. Um... I, I've got to tell you, I, I was trying to explain to my friend Brian about this. He's like, well, what do you think? I'm like... I can't tell you anything, but anything you've ever, you've thought of this movie, drop it right from the get-go because they film trailers that have specifically extra footage in them that don't exist in the movies, like like Marvel would do, mm-hmm. like exactly what they do with Infinity War. And speaking of Infinity War, I think this movie doesn't rank as high because we are still coming off of that high of Infinity War. Like this is at a very bad position in the year to be the follow-up superhero movie to infinity war while it's still in theaters Uh, yeah yeah i feel like this could have been positioned really well maybe in the fall uh or like or maybe at the the beginning of the year the last last bit of summer would have been fine Mm -hmm. i i think or or you know up against aquaman that no one really wants to go see just yet so (laughs) um i think it's i think the the high of superhero movies has been hit this year and then we're just on a sliding hill downward for the rest of it. Yeah, um, I think I mentioned last week after seeing Infinity War, it does feel like a weight is kind of off my shoulders. There's still stuff to look forward to this year, but I feel like, you know, I'm just kind of cruising through. So when I was in the theater watching this movie, I was just like, uh, Deadpool's cracking wise. I'm laughing here. Um, something's happening on the screen that kind of feels kind of weird, but, you know, it doesn't matter. The next joke's going to come along. Uh, y- y- I, you mentioned briefly that that those kind of um, that emotional through line and those mm-hmm. quiet scenes maybe didn't quite fit with Deadpool the character, and I think I I you know I would agree with that. You know the the kind of the heaven visions he was having where he could see uh, uh, his his lady. I don't quite remember her name. Uh, Vanessa. Vanessa on the couch and he couldn't quite reach her you know I was kind of figure out like what what's actually happening in this movie this is the first time we've seen something kind of surreal and a vision but also technically is it real because Deadpool can like 
kind of die and come back to life with his mutant power. So maybe he actually could get really close to death and see somebody that's that, dead. That's what it is. That, that's like a visual representation of his powers when he gets to the point of almost death. Mm-hmm. So, like, he can get to and see the other world, the otherworldly things where death is, but he cannot cross into death yet because his power keeps bringing him back to life. Um, and, and that's kind of what that was several times. I mean, he even blew himself to bits right off the get-go. And you're like, he's in pieces. Is he dead? He can't die. So, um, I think it's it starts off emotional. I think that's the weird part of this movie. Like, it is very much a, an arc... Um, but Deadpool's, it just happened. It didn't feel natural. Like the way it progressed, it didn't feel natural to me. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. um, because we just got off of him on the first movie of him just being like, yeah, I just got my girl back. And now this one starts up. Okay. We want to start a family right away, even though he's been around the world killing people. Um, I don't know. The thing about this is we also have Josh Brolin on the other side with a, with a family, I believe Josh Brolin's purple face, ten foot tall CGI, and his daughter's story in Infinity War, a billion times more than a <laughs> real Josh Brolin with a fake future daughter who died by fire. Like, yeah, I, and it, it wasn't and it, believe. I didn't believe his motives, and I'm like, I don't get you. Like this is yeah. First it, of all, this cable have mutant <laughs> powers in this. That's I. I don't want to like bash on it, but like. Cable is so wasted in this movie. Yeah, no, that that's one of the wasted. that's kind of some of the notes that I have here that I wrote down so I didn't forget since I knew this was going to be a couple days since I had a chance to talk about this with you is this is kind of running the fine line between the types of movies here. So when it comes to like uh, a movie that uh, is holding uh, kind of pace with all of these other big superhero movies, these are the things that we care about. We care about the powers, the origin story. We want all that to make sense and be very clear. But when that stuff gets ported over to this comedy fun time movie, you know, since we like really love and take this stuff seriously, it's kind of hard to kind of brush this stuff off in my mind. I can still have a good time in the movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, like the techno virus isn't really explained. I think we, you know, we kind of know what's up with, with cable, but you know, the general audience doesn't know. And this is, it's a movie universe. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same thing. Uh, you know, he's coming from the future, but we have seen a future in the X-Men universe before so I was trying to figure out like oh is this a dystopian future that he's escaping but no they never really mentioned dystopian in the future my thing is with that like he he, when they show his universe like the whole world is in fire and flames but they're in a really nice house with like a nice modern table and fixtures I just it was really it was a strange juxtaposition did this kid the future version's kid blow up the whole city or just the house why is everything look like it's destroyed in from the apocalypse universe, um, future verse? But then you flash forward and it's like, oh no, he lives in a, it's a, the family's nice and the city still looks nice. So when the family dies, like, did the rest of the town go with it? Like, what is happening here? Yeah, and then Cable kind of says, oh, well, your generation kind of destroys the planet and turns it to shit. So I feel like. It's this weird scenario where, like, I don't want to, I don't want to judge Cable too harshly because I feel like we're gonna learn a lot of this in the the next movie because Cable is sticking around. But at the same time, there uh, somebody should have said like, "Oh, hey, Cable, you're a pretty weird guy. Isn't it funny that we don't really know anything about you?" Like, they could have been almost like surreal, kind of like breaking the third wall to explain like, "Oh yeah, we're not gonna explain anything," you know? It, it, they don't say he's a mutant at all, so we don't know if he even has mutant abilities. Like in this, I know we know he does, but if you just watch the movie as it is, mm-hmm. it's not said he's a mutant at all. He's just like some sort of not bounty hunter, but like 
Is he a time cop? Like, yeah, there's like, like a brief scene where he has his shirt off and he's looking in a mirror, and I was expecting to see maybe the techno virus starting to slowly take over his body, maybe a little bit more. Like but they that would didn't be really a flashback that. to how he got it was what I was thinking it was going to go to. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, oh yeah, this like, I, how did I get this kind of thing? And they, they yeah. didn't do it. Yeah, and uh, I didn't really like how they integrated Cable into the story either. You know, a lot of this kind of just felt like one kind of grand coincidence and happenstance. So, uh, you know, Deadpool... Is this uh, Batman v. Superman? Is this the same story? <laughs> well, it's like, so Deadpool... They're punch a little bit and then they're friends? Yeah, so like Deadpool only comes across Cable by chance because uh, what happens is, you know, his, his, wife's di- his wife dies, he gets sad, he blows himself up, uh, Colossus. This is, this is Deadpool, not yeah, Cable. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. So I guess like Colossus feels bad for him. Maybe sees some sort of news radar, gets some sort of information. Comes over to Deadpool's place, picks him up, takes him back to the X Mansion. So then he he just happens to get better just in time to go on a mission that coincides with this kid that also Deadpool's going after. It almost just felt like one grand uh, coincidence and fate brings them all together, but. It, well, and the cable know. didn't even know who he was mm-hmm. um, in the in the prison scene, which I thought was kind of disappointing because if he can't die, he's probably around in the future. Yeah, um, and also somewhere. when you, when you're throwing like time travel into a comedy movie, like you get you have so just so many inherent problems that you have to deal with, which is unfortunate because time travel is very creative and clever, but almost your whole movie needs to be dedicated to time travel in order to kind of have it make sense because you know at the very end. You have Deadpool who's laying on the ground and he's dying. It was a funny scene. It kept going on and on, which I thought was actually pretty funny. He kept dying. He's like, no, I'm not ready to go yet. I'm going to just keep uh, going. Uh, and comedy just, comedy yeah, happens in threes. Yeah, so I, I thought that was funny. But then I just kept thinking, like, even if he dies, like his heart stops and the blood stops pumping, couldn't they just take the collar off and then he would come back to life? So I'm so I'm kind of grappling with his powers a little bit, and then I'm just thinking. I think you're okay, overthinking. That. I think you're like, overthinking that. Like ca- like Cable has like a time travel device. So and he says he only has enough juice to go back to his own time. So instead he mm-hmm. uses it to to use some sort of weird trick of putting the coin inside of his shirt. I just feel like why didn't like cable like go back in time and like save his wife i don't know it was just kind well, of he, weird. He, he even <laughs> says well he says that time travel is is wonky like you can't be very precise you can just get like a rough estimate yeah but i i do have to say i do like how and just in the vein of a deadpool movie this is all undercut because in the after credit scene he gets a hold of this time travel thing and he just goes crazy he goes back and he saves his wife which i thought was amazing i'd never seen that in a movie before the whole movie the linchpin was him losing his wife that's what catapults him through this whole story arc and then just in an after credit scene he just goes and brings her back which i actually thought was really great because that was going to be a pet peeve for me was the first movie is is this whole journey for him to just save the one he loves and they're finally together at the end and then just to mix things up they start the sequel off by killing her so he can kind of be free and loose again and be a vigilante and i was like well that seems kind of cheap well, but then it's like they didn't do it to make him he was already he knew he was a vigilante they just did it to give him an arc about the kid thing so. yeah but the yeah but the great thing is is they just undid it all at the very end which i just thought was hilarious because I, I, you can I, only I, do that in this type of movie well i'm taking that with a grain of salt as well um because he he in the end he kills himself ryan reynolds reading the green lantern script and that still have i don't know what's going to happen in all these movies they're, they're not very 
they don't care about timelines in these movies. They don't care about connectivity in these movies. Because, obviously, we got introduced to what I thought was a surprise, the Juggernaut in this one, who was not the same Juggernaut from the X-Men movies. Mm-mm. So, um, I thought that was... I, I like the Juggernaut in this. Who was also <laughs> voiced in motion, uh, face motion capture by Ryan Reynolds, by the way. Oh, really? I was yeah, trying yeah, to figure so, out who that was. <laughs> yeah, it was Deadpool. Or it, was, it was Deadpool himself. Uh, that <laughs> was cool. Uh, they total like so. Let's let's, let's get good. We're, we're being negative here. Let's let's focus on some positives here. They killed off X Force immediately, <laughs> and that was brilliant. Oh, uh, uh, that was so, and it was just so great because you know uh, on this show we analyze all of these trailers that come out. We try to feel like, oh, what's Bedlam's powers? Oh, what's Shatterstar going to do? Oh, he's from the planet Mojo. Does that mean we're going to be able to pull in Mojo into this universe? Oh, this is going to be so crazy. Nope, he goes into a helicopter blade and he dies. But he had green like, blood, so he was an <laughs> alien. I'll give him I that. Yeah, I was like, this is great. The the only thing that I this is this is almost just like a note. Like if I if I would have had a chance to like see the first draft of the script or something or like a first draft of the edit, the only thing that was kind of confusing was Bedlam. I believe in the sequence he was the first one to kind of to miff the landing. He went into that bus. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Deadpool was first, and then uh, and then him. Yes. Yeah. So, but when he goes into the bus, I didn't automatically think he died i just think he kind of fucked up the landing and he was just going to pull himself out of the bus or something um and also like it's terry cruz he's like a huge giant like well, thing he, i was like it's gonna take more to they didn't him show him dead they showed him getting cpr he could still he could be the one who makes it oh uh, maybe those people maybe so i was just thinking oh okay but then um like Shatterstar, Shatterstar comes was second. In, and then he gets buzzed and i was like oh okay this is act this is hilarious they die and then like the uh acid P- uh, well, Peter Peter guy. landed the average dude, and he's like, "I made it." <laughs> and then Zeitgeist went into the wood. Chip yeah, room. that's a. But then he didn't die right away either. He was just kind of stuck in there, and Peter tried to save him, and then he died. So I was like, "This is great. This is hilarious." <laughs> because we watched all of these trailers, and like, uh, there was like the hero uh, shot of like Terry Crews for- on the ground, and and then they shot those <laughs> sequences separately for the trailers. Mm-hmm. But you're forgetting the most important part is Vanisher. Actually played oh. by Brad Pitt. Wow, yeah. That was not like a taken from another movie. That was he actually showed up and filmed that for like thirty <laughs> minutes. And that was a weird experience for me because um when they were showing kind of Vanisher in the plane, but not really showing him, I don't know if I was like looking down at my popcorn at like the last at like a, a weird frame or if I blinked or something. But apparently there was a funny shot where the Vanisher jumped out of the plane, just like yeah. the 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 parachute. But I thought someone grabbed it and threw it out, so I didn't realize the Vanisher was actually real until he ran into the power lines. And I was like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> I listened to a podcast on Monday, and someone was like, oh yeah, there's like an empty parachute in here, and they were like, oh yeah, someone was probably cgi'd out of it come to find out it was he was not (laughs) so yeah that was great and i i thought peter was just hilarious i love how deadpool just has like this weird nurturing like a baby side to him and he's just like oh i'm gonna keep you safe baby don't worry about it and then when he comes back around with the time travel device he's just like you just go go home (laughs) yeah Yeah. this is too much for you and he's just like Uh, yeah you're you're probably right (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a there's, there's a lot in there. I um, as much of, of a of a horrible person T.J. Miller is, he at least had a <laughs> funny part where he was being interrogated by Cable. He's like, "I'm not gonna stop that. We're not. You're not gonna torture me. I'm just gonna tell you everything you want to know." Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> be able to handle any of this. I'm gonna sing like a canary. But I have uh, to warn you. 
there is a wind advisory. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was like a that was a nice hookup too. Um, I think another uh, kind of pivotal joke moment that I don't know we might disagree on, just judging by your uh, uh, entertainment of T.J. Miller in this movie. When the, when they when they bring it back around to the blind lady's house and yes. Cable shows up to join their squad, <laughs> I, it. I had I had mixed opinions about the baby legs. Just because they they it was funny, it was funny. The basic instinct part where he's crossing his yeah. leg, and I never would have thought my eagle eyes would turn on, and I was trying to look for a baby penis. Like it's very weird. It's a very weird feeling missed, being a you grown missed man. The invisible guy jumping out of the plane. Saw <laughs> the baby. Eat it. Yeah, it's just like I just want to know: oh. Did some three D modeler really have to model a baby penis? This is just hilarious. And even afterwards, my wife told me she was looking for it too. So I don't know what that says about us, but. That was hilarious, but it did feel a little bit like they were treading on the last movie. Like, I know it went bigger. They they upgraded from a baby hand to baby feet and took it to the next level. Mm-hmm. But then also in that same scene, T.J. Miller also jokingly made the same joke where he said, oh, doesn't he look like an avocado? Then just yeah. kind of gets cut off. Just felt like I was seeing a lot of stuff from the first movie being like, uh, being like, hey, remember all this stuff? We're, we're calling back to the first well, movie. Well, so Even Dopinder ran in there and was like, oh, not again. Like, mm-hmm. they, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, I yeah, think they knew l- what they were doing. Yeah, it definitely felt intentional, but I was just kind of like, all right, I don't think we, you know, we need to do all that. But I, I did like how when he went back to the blind lady's house first, he opened up the floorboards and there was the cocaine and then the cure for blind and I was yeah. like, that's a good callback. That's really funny. But yeah, it did feel a little weird that like that's all it took for Cable to kind of get on their team was just like, well, the juggernaut's there, so I'm screwed. So we got to be friends now. Well, and- <laughs> well I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, I think I think we, we got some good stuff out of this because we did get to see the the, the actual X-Men team from, from Dark Phoenix oh, yeah. in, in, a, in a quick scene. Yeah, I think that's probably the one of the single best moments in the movie. Uh, I like he was bringing it up. I was like, yeah, Deadpool did make a ton of fucking money. Like, why can't he just be brought uh, some more higher end X Men? And then they're just in that room and they mm-hmm. close the door. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And uh, yeah, it was great. And before I could forget, the one joke that I think was written specifically maybe for me and you that nobody else in the audience really got because I felt like I was the only one laughing and I felt awkward after <laughs> it was he made a joke about how um, – I don't remember exactly what it was, but he's just like people talk about me and Jesus in the same sentence yeah. And because he, he was talking about the box office returns. And I was uh, just like, oh, this is so funny. And I was like, oh, no one else is laughing right now. <laughs> I think I think the one that got me was when Deadpool was on Juggernaut and He's like, uh, sun's getting real low. Like, oh they, yeah, no, no franchise was safe <laughs> in this. I mean, the, he even he showed up late. He's like, uh, I found out my, uh, was it my uh, nemesis' name has this mom has the same name as well, like Martha or something yeah. like that. And it's uh, like, oh, we got who's this fool with like the the Winter Soldier arm or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the Winter Soldier yeah. arm. Uh, the Log- Logan and Wolverine was everywhere. He was on the Wheaties box. Uh, it started with his uh, death scene from Logan. Yeah, at the beginning. That, yeah, that was like the opening shot. I was like, oh, this is a good way to start the movie. Just seeing Logan rotating on there on a music box. Yeah, yeah, that uh, Star Wars was even referenced several times. Um, what about was it talking about the? Um, it's a movie where he ends up doing his sister, where Luke ends up doing his sister. And he's, she's like, nah, I think you missed the whole movie. <laughs> um, that so we got Cerebro, uh, Green Lantern. The end credits I think were fun because you mentioned we already mentioned he saved his wife, he saves um, Peter, but he also kills the X Men Origins Wolverine version of himself. 
mm-hmm. right there at the get go. They use footage from that movie to to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then was oh he killed um Ryan Reynolds killed himself reading the Green Lantern <laughs> script because he's like yeah. No. And I and I guess to to look forward, um, I, I mean, we could possibly assume that Deadpool does save the rest of the X Force. We only see the scene where he's specifically saving Peter, but there's no reason that he possibly couldn't have saved everybody else. So I think that does open up the window that maybe uh, Terry Crews could still be around. Uh, and those anything, other guys, anything could remember. literally happen. <laughs> Uh, Colossus got a lot more screen time. Speaking of CGI characters, Colossus and Juggernaut had a big fight scene. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Colossus kind of unleashed a little bit. Uh, like he was all like the prude, and um, then he he kind of un- unleashed a little bit, fought dirty against Juggernaut. Yeah, was- he was like kicking him in the balls, and he like uh, stabbed him in the eye. And I was like, oh, this is getting pretty gruesome. I'm I'm liking this. And then they at the very end they shoved that uh, elect. The, that electrical cord <laughs> up his ass and I was like oh my god what movie I'm watching this is great <laughs> he did it uh, I've got to give you um, a, a cameo notice here I did not know this I figured I'd have to look it up later and I did um, when Cable comes back via Terminator 2 style and there's the two guys talking about how to use baby wipes oh yeah <laughs> that's Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk Oh my god! Yeah, I think I, I I read that after I watched the movie too. I was like, man, Matt Damon keeps popping up in all these movies. This yeah. is amazing. I wonder if maybe he's like a secret financier for a lot of these movies or something, and like that's just his way of getting in the movies. Uh, or I guess people really like Matt Damon in Hollywood. Um, I think he has like a charity with like water or something like that. So maybe he's just like saying like, oh, if you donate a bunch of money to my charity, I'll I'll cameo in your movie. So maybe he's trading that all around Hollywood. But he's probably like, I don't want to be in a superhero movie, but I'll be, I'll, I'll just show up for a little bit. Yeah, but have you noticed we're talking about all the fun jokes that we loved in the movie, and we're having a good time right now talking about it. So, uh, yeah, let's just keep doing that. What else happened in this movie? The the little the little kid, the little fat kid. Oh that, yeah, yeah. yeah fire, fire finger. Fist. Yeah, Firefist. He was hilarious. I, I didn't know he was going to have a British accent, which just kind of makes him. It's New Zealand. Yeah, just oh yeah, New you Zealand. Racist. That's right. <laughs> black Black Tom. Black Tom was my favorite running game. Oh my god, was you that not the best? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> you racist. Oh my gosh. Um, he's like I, Black Tim. Black Black. I don't know. His power was cultural appropriation. Uh, it was that was my favorite running gag, and it probably still is. Uh, yeah, but I, I liked how uh, sassy Firefist was. And uh, yeah, if you've was... not watched Hunt for the Wilder People, that's like kind of the kid he plays in that as well. Oh, which is, is it? a Taika Waititi oh, okay. movie. I'll have to see that then. And Firefist is a character that was in the comic books, introduced in 1986, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, different powers are the same, but their stories are t- terribly different. So yeah. Um, and then also we had Domino, who I had I had mixed I had mixed feelings about Domino. So just because of one scene in the movie that was just kind of weird for me. When we first meet Domino, she's being kind of. She's having that job interview with Deadpool, and they're going back and forth saying, like, uh, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. And I was just like, okay, this is weird and not funny, and it's going on a little too long. Uh, and it showed, like, this weird kind of side to Domino uh, that I didn't think we really saw in the rest of the movie. She was just kind of, like, chill and going with it and just, like, uh, really relaxed because she's super lucky, she, so she doesn't really have to worry. And she does a bunch of cool shit later in the movie, too. So I was like, well, this is a weird way to introduce, like, a pretty cool character and uh, she was really laid back. She didn't shave her armpits either. So I think that's just kind of a, a, a new wave uh, for women out there. So uh, she's a, she's trailblazing out there on the big screen, uh, not not shaving those pits. So I was so, like, man, Zazie Beetz is just super chill up there on the screen doing really cool uh, the, cinematic stuff. <laughs> I 
I mean, she could, she carried her own to me in my book. I think she did fine. Um, there's also uh, I don't know if you remember this when they were filming the, this movie. Uh, one of these stunt actresses who was fil- like doing stunts on a motorcycle died during this. Yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it was I, that Vespa, right? No, no, it was a motorcycle. It was like because she doesn't ride a Vespa. It was Domino's. No, but- it was Domino's. Oh, I thought it might have been Deadpool when no, he was on the uh, Vespa. No, it was Domino's stunt double. I think they took out a bunch of scenes that revolved mm, around that too. Yeah, out of, that like, might have... respect. So mm-hmm. because that didn't show up at all, and like I thought she was gonna have it, so I think they had to retool some of her scenes for that, and we might have lost some of that in that transition period. So mm-hmm. um, I never had heard of the movie Yentl either <laughs> uh, uh, that was a that was a really strong uh, joke for me because uh, I really I really dig frozen in the music I'm just one of those guys that doesn't have like uh, nephews or nieces or my own children so the movie was never uh, beaten to death for me so I was like oh, okay I'm, di- I'm digging this frozen joke and, well now if you, yeah, you search the movie Yentl with, with Barbara Streisand it is like everyone's like Deadpool 2 is right that frozen song <laughs> does sound like Yentl uh and that was that was really good. That, that stuck in my head. Like I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was uh, singing it uh, well into the night after the we got home from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I let's talk about the intro credits because they can't really recreate the first Deadpool's intro credits where it slows down the time and does the thing. So mm-hmm. they went with the James Bond style intro in this with one with the Celine Dion song, which has also been stuck in my head every once in a while. That kind of ballad creeps through the back of my mind. So I was like, man, Celine, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, so uh, that was really cool. Um, I, I liked it. Um, they, this time they, they referenced the actual story instead of like talking about the the uh, actors in it. They they went with like these are the producers and stuff like that. So um, directed by one of the dudes who killed John Wick's dog was a, a pretty funny <laughs> reference. And I think a lot of the budget, or at least a nice chunk of the budget, went to these opening credits because uh, I don't know if you noticed, but every Deadpool was like totally a CG computer generated yeah. for that opening scene. Uh, so well, I, th- uh, I don't. I think a lot went to Colossus and Juggernaut. Oh yeah, I mean they said that was the big CG fight scene coming up. So Those that were both like Juggernaut too. wasn't fucking Vinnie Jones in a a, a big helmet and <laughs> puffy muscles. It was a big CGI dude. Yeah, who wasn't. who referenced Professor Xavier as his brother, which was really cool. Yeah, and he ripped Deadpool in half, which yeah. was crazy, which led to the baby feet. So he was, <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna rip you in half, and I was like, Oh my god, is he gonna do it? And he did. I was like, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> What's he got that I don't have? Don't say legs. Like, <laughs> don't say. Don't say. What was, it? what was that pulling the rope thing that kid did immediately afterwards? Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> I feel like that was just something that the actor had in his back pocket, and he was like, "I'm gonna use it." You mean you mean in his prison wallet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, that pen. The ass oh, pen. <laughs> oh, that pen was a good running gag too. Yeah. There. Yeah. This movie, like I said, it, it's uh, it's. Uh, going at full blast it's uh it's uh excelling whenever you're laughing so and uh, watching deadpool do his fight stuff is actually really cool like i mean at the beginning he has there's that one long the guy who ends up killing vanessa he's got like the one long slow motion chasing and deadpool's running around in the background killing all his people mm-hmm. was really cool to see as well yeah he um, was like oh a panic room can you just come out <laughs> yeah that holy shit balls that guy's on fire yeah uh, he's like and that's real fire we didn't cgi it yeah, uh, but I mean that, and then uh, when he actually, um, who was he fighting? Uh, oh, in the prison, we fought Cable in the prison. That was actually a really cool fight scene uh, when mm-hmm. with, with Deadpool. So uh, I really enjoy that. There's a, this these articles, there's like eighty cameos and things here. The the young kid who he signed the Wheaties box, 
for plays is in Legion. That's the young version of Legion in the wow, TV show. I, yeah, I don't remember that scene. Well, yeah, because he gets thrown into the... Whenever he meets Firefist, he gets thrown into oh, it and he signs the Wheaties box. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that, yeah. Wolverine on it. Uh, he keeps getting called an X-Men in training, I think it was what he <laughs> called. Uh, uh-huh. That was that was running... I don't know, there's just so much to this. Um, Scotty Young, the comic book artist slash uh, cartoonist, he did the end credits designs. Oh, okay. Which was which was really cool. I think my one of my favorite kind of deep tut, deep deep cut jokes that I don't remember specifically what it was. Um, he mentioned something about uh, somebody not being able to draw feet or something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, that's Rob Liefeld who created <laughs> yeah, Deadpool, w- which was a great reference. No. I wish I could remember exactly what the joke was, but I was laughing at that and I was like, oh, nobody else knows that Rob Liefeld does not know how to draw feet. I I explained it to my wife a little bit, and I was just like, okay, so he spends a lot of time above the ankle on all of his drawings and just when he gets to the feet i guess he just goes to triangles so i thought that was just an awesome reference so yeah i do like how this comedy is just like all over the map just something like very broad like a baby penis and he's shirt cocking it which is hilarious shirt all the co- way shirt cocking it. Just all the way it. all the way talking about how a comic book artist draws feet i mean that's that's how that that's the greatness of deadpool right there so and this that's just something i think that happens when you're trying to develop the story develop the character develop this kind of bubbled universe is you get to play around with all this fun stuff you know, you every once in a while it seems like they mm. get to pull in bigger characters like the Juggernaut and just like random cameos like from Beast and Professor X and Quicksilver like behind a closet. The Cerebro like, oh. in the wheelchair rolling yeah. around in that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I loved it when he was rolling around in that wheelchair. It was just great. But then also you, they all hit some bumps in the road because you're dealing with like these big concepts like time travel and you know. I don't, mut- I don't think time travel bothers me. It's just Cable just appears and it's like. Why does he appear? Like his appearance isn't very explained very well, and it just his—it's very convenient. Like you mentioned earlier, everything yeah. in this movie is convenient. Yeah, it would have—it would have made more sense when Deadpool was want like he basically he went self-destructive when his wife died. It would have been—it would have been, I think, better a better story connection if on his like uh, emotional rampage he did something that messed up the future, mm-hmm. which causes Cable to come back in time and it's like, oh, I trace this tragedy to you acting like a baby, not being able to. Uh, control yourself so now I'm here to like uh, you know I'm, I'm here to like kill you because you know you're about to do something stupid and uh, now I need to stop it so that that I think maybe would have been a better hookup but you know uh, I'm or, still or at least explain cables I don't care about cables family because they didn't they just showed us to it in a quick 10 second cut mm-hmm. that's why I don't care about cable because I don't care about what he's fighting for because we don't know anything about it Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, again, I think his his Thanos Gamora relationship is a billion times better than his uh, relationship with Hope, his daughter James Hope, which is a throwback to the comic books. Hope Summer is the last mutant born, but um, I just didn't care about it, and I think yeah, that and, that's really what hurts. And also, it's hard to believe that like this man who carries around a teddy bear with him, trying to just rectify what happened to his family. They were burned alive. He saw their burned corpses in front of him. It's the last time he saw his family at his feet just turn to ash. But then when he has the chance to travel back to the future to see his family alive again, he just kind of trades that to save this wisecracking uh, mutant that's just, you know, 
uh, just dying in front of him. It's just it's it's hard for me to believe that Cable would make that decision and just like stick around. Like I'm glad he's sticking around because I think they'll be able to flesh him out a little bit more and it'll be more fun uh, moving forward. Because I kind of like his crotchetiness compared to Deadpool's uh, wackiness. But uh, it, yeah, I don't. It, it's hard to believe that he would trade his family for Wade. You know, but but, but he didn't trade his family. He said his family was safe. I mean, I get why. Well, you're saying he's not going back to spend time with him, but it didn't look like he spent time with him to begin with. If he's time travel, like why? Why does he time travel? What is his <laughs> job? What does he do? Why does he have this little thing on his hand that gets to time travel? I don't. I don't get it. Oh, you, <laughs> we didn't talk about Yukio. Um, oh, I was just about to bring up. Hi, Yukio. Hi, Yukio. Hi, <laughs> uh, Yukio. <laughs> Yukio is also the name of the character in The Wolverine, who can view the future, and she's with Logan the whole time. Like, uh, she's like the big eye like she's got a weird looking face to be honest <laughs> with the big eyes um that's also that that universe is yukio is in the the wolverine mm. yeah i love that little bit which is like bye wade bye yukio bye yukio so that's really little... cool i mean that, that you know they had a um same-sex relationship couple in the movie and they they didn't deadpool is above making fun of it like he's like i will make fun of anything but like lifestyle choices or you know stuff like that so that was really cool like, he didn't bother for it. He just called her Justin Bieber. Well, in, I mean, in 11. He, he, he has no room to talk. He's squeezing uh, Colossus's metal butt. So, yeah. you know, he's he's down for love is love to, to Wade Wilson. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like uh, that's the only real way you can, like, uh, review and, like, talk about this movie is just you talk about the stuff that uh, made you laugh. And it, there's, it, a lot, there's a lot in this movie yeah. that will make you laugh. It is. I think, like I said, I think the humor is on point, if not better than the first one, maybe. Um, but the the story choices along the way to make him emotional and a character just kind of fell flat compared to what we just got out of um, Infinity War. Like, that's the only thing I can compare it to right now, so... Yeah, I mean, there there were moments in the first Deadpool that were emotional, but you kind of almost forget about those moments uh, because the, the stuff that really sticks around in your head is the funny stuff. So, um... The first movie was very simple and streamlined too. I mean, you you, you start off on that on that bridge scene, uh, which was the scene that was leaked that eventually made Deadpool. You flash back to how uh, Deadpool was made, and then you come back to the present, and then he goes to that shipping yard with that kind of destroyed helicarrier, and he uh, messes up Ajax, and that's the movie, uh, pretty cut and dry. So I don't know if maybe it's just kind of hard to weave a, a, an, an elegant story with tons of characters around Deadpool because at the end of the day it's a comedy movie and who who knows if it could ever carry all of that kind of storytelling prowess um but yeah i'm still looking forward to the third one which seems like it's probably going to be x-force maybe well, titled De- deadpool 3 is not x they're two different ones so I deadpool, thought, no, deadpool 3 and x-force are two separate movies uh, well i don't think deadpool deadpool 3 hasn't been announced yet though right right but x-force is not considered the third in the Deadpool trilogy. Yeah, and it makes me wonder exactly what's going to make X-Force different from the normal Deadpool movies. Like, is it going to be funny and third wall breaking and goofy and laughy, or is it going to be more serious and Deadpool's going to play a, a more tampered down role? Uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. Yeah. And then plus we have the merger with Disney and Fox or possibly Comcast, which is really going to change things in the future well, since that's happening. So they, we'll they won't. They won't. They won't go to Comcast because rights don't transfer in a purchase like that. So, quit confusing our listeners. Uh, I, I, that's Any, what I'm here to do, Chris. Anyways, we don't know what's next. Um, I'm sure they'll announce it sooner than later. Um, you think this summer? Because X Force is filming this fall, this summer. 
So I I feel like we won't hear more about Deadpool until possibly next year. I feel like everybody's going to know X-Force equals Deadpool, so that's all they're going to need to know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know when it's coming out. Um, let me see. X-Force movie release. I don't think they have a release date yet. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, no, not really explaining a whole lot. But who knows who's going to be on the team. I definitely look forward to seeing some of these um, characters not return, like Shatterstar, because he was kind of a dick. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. So, yeah, um, overall, I think we say, what would we say? Recommend it. Go see it. If you've yeah. already listened to this, you've probably already seen it. So Yeah, just, I guess, try not to take it too seriously. Yeah. Which might might be hard if you're invested in all this stuff like we it, are. This movie seems to be divisive, so if you have an opinion that's different than ours, or even the same as ours, write us in. Let us know, because I'd like to hear uh, what you guys thought of Deadpool. Being kind of maybe not as into it as we are, that might that might be interesting to hear. Yeah. So. yeah, I could totally see somebody writing and saying, oh my god, I love this movie, I love everything about it, I wouldn't change anything, and I wouldn't blame you. Uh, I, I could totally see how this would fire on all cylinders for any given person, but or yeah. or, or quite the opposite. Someone can read yeah. it. So um, there's that. All right, Mike, we got a new show to do. If people want to find you, see what you're up to, where they can find you at. With, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to follow you, see what you're up to. You were just in Detroit at a comic con, if I recall correctly. So if they want to see some of that stuff, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, on Instagram, Valdan, I believe, 87, or head over to Comic UI, where I was for the Comic Con this weekend, so you can do that. Uh, if people want to know more about our shows, our regular news shows we do every week, Mike, where can people find those at? Well, they can find that at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show. And if you're listening to a news episode and we're talking about things in our show notes, you can get links to all of that stuff on SuperheroSlate.com. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. If you're a fan of the show, please consider us consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. That's really awesome and lovely. I've been seeing some new reviews pop up on iTunes so that is great I love it that you guys are doing that and if you want to be a super fan of this show is all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week uh, sometimes twice a week we're going to be talking about uh, our next movie which is Solo next week which I'm really curious how that's going to go down because this has been very divisive for at least the two of us for like the last year that we've been talking about it so the, we probably were very the two people who know the least about it, it yeah, we were looking. We are very much looking forward to Deadpool, and not so much for Solo. So uh, definitely subscribe, tune in next week, and see what we thought about uh, the Han Solo movie. Han Solo. So we'll catch you then, and we'll see you guys next week. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, peace among worlds, bitches.